0: Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the
1: Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn Nick and with me, via Zoom, it's Trey, Trey Mac Trey Shapley. How the hell are you doing, Trey Mac?
2: Doing pretty good, my friend. Doing really well. How about you, you?
1: You have quite, for anyone who's not watching this on YouTube, you're kind of missing out. This Watched costume. it, because here's the thing. He's got this like very elaborate like just set with the color scheme going on, and then obviously rocking the Ultimate Warrior T-shirt today. I mean, it's it's quite the quite the look. I don't mess around here in Mikasa. There you go. There you go. Well, today um, it's kind of going to be a little bit of a smoker's choice. I am going to be smoking. The Punch Spring Roll, it is a a 4.5 by 50 Robusto, featuring an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Pennsylvania broadleaf binder, and filler made up of Colombian, Mexican, Dominican, and U.S. tobacco, coming to us from the May My Monthly Cigars box. What have you got?
2: Um, I brought three cigars. Okay. Um, The first two... (laughs) You plan
1: on being here a while. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I hope we're not here that long.
2: But, we, do. Um, we
1: do tend to go down rabbit holes, though. I've got a couple of experiments
2: I've been working on. Oh. so I don't, And I haven't smoked them. This would be a trial and error sort of thing. Uh, but then I also brought one of my absolute favorite cigars on the entire market that uh, no one hardly knows about right now, but I guarantee they will in the future. And uh, that is the Fuerte y Libre. Sun Country. Oh. They're only in uh, like 72 stores right now, but they're freaking awesome. So I got a couple of experiments I'm working on, and I brought something that uh, I love personally. There's really only like a handful of Connecticut's I smoke. This one's up there with my favorites.
1: Okay. So what are you leaning towards of your three?
2: Um, It's a damn good question because – I don't have any clue what these little experiments are going to taste like. Well,
1: that could be fun. That could be fun right off the bat. Just you just, you just, you just experimenting. Hell, that could be the title of the show experimenting with Trey Mac Shipley. Oh, (laughs) the lady loved that. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. There's some girls out there like, oh, that's all he ever did. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the experiment ran its course. Uh. Uh, yeah, sure. I might try one of these uh, experimentations. And who knows? I might get five minutes into this and be like, yep, not doing that, that one That was yet. a
1: bad experience and we're going to yeah. move on. See? All right. Whatever.
2: What. But- at some point in the show, when I bend these, I'm smoking Fuerte Libre. Sounds good.
1: Sounds good. All right, well, it's time to go ahead and prep to cut the cigars, and the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. And, guys, if you're looking for Aladino cigars in the St. Louis market, you're going to want to swing by it. Riverman Cigar Company. He's got all kinds of great ones, including still has some of both the hard-to-find uh, Candela that came out around St. Patrick's Day, but then also still has plenty of the number fours from last november so if you want to get your hands on those you're going to want to swing by riverman cigar company
2: i got news for folks
1: Uh oh we have news uh,
2: i don't know who stole if you listen to this uh, you know whatever i mean am just gonna tell you <laughs> right now and dan if you're listening you might want to score all those number fours away because uh we're not putting them out this year
1: Oh, okay. So the number four. You may not put them out next year.
2: Oh. We got something doing the works. Now, I love the number four. I, I love the Corona size, and I love the Reserva. And so you put those two things together. Hmm, love it, love it, love it. But um, we're going to try something new this year. That, uh, it's a wrapper that we have grown for a while but never used. And so it's going to be a limited edition New rapper from Julio's Farm. All right. So So number fours are going to go away a little bit. So if you want the number fours, if you love them, you better shout out to Dan because there's not many people that
1: have any left. And Dan has plenty of them on hand right now. So if you want some, give Riverman Cigar Company a call because he does do mail order for those of you not in the St. Louis area. It's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time we go ahead and cut the cigar. So, okay. So I'm going to... My cut does not make that sound. Okay. Well, that's okay. We yeah,
2: this, I'm breaking in a new cutter right here live on the show.
1: Yeah? What are you breaking in?
2: Look at this bad boy.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. Look at that, huh? All right. Ellie Blue action. I, I really would like to see how that works.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out myself
1: here. It's a... oh, oh, so it's like... It looks like Pac-Man. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Pac-Man, the Pac-Man. Guy. take off the tip of your, tip of your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, so that would be
2: Mrs. Pac-Man, I think. There you go.
1: There you go.
2: See how we do this here. Just nick the tip there. Oh, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah? Beautiful cut. See, seemed like a nice smooth cut going on there. And it's got like a magnet, so like when it hits there, it just kind of pulls back together. Ooh. Yeah. That's spiffy. Yeah. Who yeah. makes that? That's
2: Ellie Blue. Oh, That's, okay, uh, you
1: know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they make some premium shit, yeah. so I'm glad it works. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get going with the cigars here, and uh, that, that dry retro, and then the. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, it doesn't Ooh. taste like spring roll. I I expected <laughs> it to taste like a little cabbagey. Little, 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 little—you know—rice paper, um, you know, carrot, and all that. Didn't get that. Didn't get that. I am definitely getting what I should be getting. Okay. Well, there you go. Oh, that's right. You're doing the experiment. So, can you even tell what you're getting? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Because this experiment
2: may never work, but it's
1: fun. Okay. Well. I'll say it's kind of an earthy barnyard experience on the uh, yeah. the Punch Spring Roll. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. As we're lighting up the cigars, Aladino, you guys did a little project with Punch recently, right?
2: We did. Very successful. Uh, they just launched, uh, like within the last 10 days, it's called the Punch Golden Era. Yeah. Uh, it is an all Corojo cigar that I would say falls in between our... Corojo and our Reserva, Okay. all in the middle between there. And it has a very throwback taste. If you remember the boom of the 90s, the old Camacho days, so to speak, it, this will remind you of cigars from that era.
1: All right. Okay. And that's, uh, you know, it's a collaboration, but, it, you know, you guys obviously produced it, but you're making it for Punch, so it'll be uh, available wherever Punch cigars are available.
2: Yeah. I mean, which is generally everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was actually really cool uh, being a part of that. Um, meeting Chris Tarr um, and the whole marketing team and everybody else there at uh, STG then in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, that was, it was just really cool. And uh, I was very thankful to be, who still invited me to be a part of those, those talks and negotiations and, uh, where Punch wanted to place a, a new product and kind of revitalize the Punch brand. And uh, it was humbling that they thought that we could be able to give that a boost. And I think what – actually, Justo is the one that blended the cigar. Yeah. And based, of, uh, based off of that meeting, Husto hit that mark exactly what they wanted.
1: Fantastic. Um, so does that mean we're going to see a little, like – Porcelain punch um, man doll, but like in the Aladino colors.
2: I literally told uh, Gusto uh, last night, I said, well, does this mean we can get a a Julio uh,
1: punchy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. I think it'd be great.
2: I don't know if you know, I forget, I got this lighter. I don't know if you saw what was going on there, but I forget about it.
1: I, well, I lighter, saw it, you were just kind of like whipping the flame around.
2: <laughs> the lighter is awesome, but it's dangerous. Check it out. So it's got this eagle head, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh it's a nice little uh, torch. And then when you let go of the torch, oh, got
1: that the eagle's head. And that's
2: pretty badass.
1: Interesting, but if you think if you let go of the torch thinking you're done with it, you still have a flame going.
2: Which I just did live on the show just a second ago. Mm-hmm, so
1: mm-hmm. Now, realistically, that's almost how I burnt down the Hill Cigar Company one day. When was this? Uh, this was a while ago. I had one of those uh, those blazer torches. Mm-hmm. One torch, you remember? You know those? Mm-hmm. Damn little powerful torch. And uh, it's got a switch on it where you can flip the little toggle. And it has a continuous flame going because it not only was for lighting cigars, but it was also for spot welding. And so you could use it for that. Well, I didn't realize that that little switch is what that was for. I'm sitting out front on the patio in like a wicker chair with a wicker table next to me. And I light my cigar. I just put the lighter down and I like little time goes by and I'm hearing something and I'm starting to smell something. I look down and this thing is just it's just the jets just going the flames just going and it's burning it's melting the plastic cap on the top of the uh the lighter there so i for whatever reason i pick it up and i'm like looking at it for a split second well then this hot plastic drops on my thumb so i just throw the lighter thinking okay you know i'm gonna put it out and whatever and i'm picking the hot plastic off my thumb and uh then I look, and sure enough, laying in the mulch in the bushes along the front oh, no. of the building is that lighter just <laughs> just going, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" So I run down there and grab it, and manage to to figure out what was going on and flip it off. But uh, oh yeah, no, I I nearly caught the uh, the the bushes and the mulch in the front portion of the hill on fire, and you know, let's be, and that's not even counting the fact that I set this thing down on on a wicker table. On the patio, and it was just going for however long. So, yeah, That is freaking awesome. I did everything I could, evidently, to actually got lucky. That could have been bad. It could have been really bad, actually. It really could have been bad. But yeah, I I fucked the cap on that thing all to hell. So you fucked fuck the cap. Yeah. Oh, don't don't do that. The no, cap. Don't ever do. C A P cap. The cap on the cigar on the lighter.
2: I've never had sex with caps either,
1: but okay. Anyway, oh,
2: caps so. don't do that though. It's a good way to get scratched.
1: Yeah. Then you can get, get scratched fever. Yeah, nobody wants that. It's a cool song though. Get it, scratch it fever. It is. is a cool <laughs> song. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of fires, I feel we should uh, touch on one bit of news of the day uh, real quickly. Um, the last uh, th- this took place after I recorded. The, uh, the last episode that came out, um, a fire down in, uh, the Dominican Republic, uh, took out the entire Fuente tobacco warehouse. Uh, they lost, uh, 1 million pounds of aged tobacco in the, uh, in the fire there. Uh, it's a complete loss. All the tobacco inside, approximately 1 million pounds of aged tobacco. No one was injured. So that's a good thing. Um, Fire broke out at about 5:30 Wednesday afternoon. Firefighters were on the scene for hours. wasn't extinguished until 2:35 the following morning. Um, but uh, yeah, this is uh, this is where the uh, Opus X uh, tobacco comes from. So that just yeah. uh, severely impacted the uh, the Opus X production. Just and, think uh, about that
2: a, a million pounds.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah and cigar aficionado actually reports that it's been May has been a difficult month for Fuente because in May of 2022 a freak hailstorm hit Chateau de la Fuente destroying the tobacco growing in the fields and collapsing the shade that cloaks the fields. and
2: uh, yeah, the pictures of that what now? Have you seen the pictures of that? No
1: yeah yeah no they
2: got pictures out there. Oh,
1: God. And then I guess uh, Fuente's had other fires at warehouses and things of that nature. So, I mean, it's just one more bad day for uh, for Fuente there. But, yeah, I mean.
2: Okay, I think they'll be okay. Let's, well, I uh, get
1: it. It just really sucks. I mean, let's be real. Nobody wants to deal with that kind of an impact on their business.
2: You never do. Um, uh, growing up uh, in the alfalfa industry, you have random fires in that industry all the time. It happens because uh, that haze combustible. gets hot. It's dry. Just, yeah, combusts, and you can lose uh, you can you can lose a hundred thousand dollars in the night pretty easily when something like that happens. Uh, and tobacco, uh, God only knows how this fire started, but um, anytime you've got that much of one combustible product, and not only that, when they're in bales, I mean they're packed together. Mm-hmm. And super tight, like even if I don't know how the fire started, but for any reason whatsoever, um, that stuff can, I would assume, go up quickly and last a very long time. Yep. Um, and they've they've had several fires throughout their history as well. Now that might go along with fires are always possible, and the more barns you have, the more likely you are to have fire.
1: There you go. There you go. So, but anyway, it was big news. And uh, for those of you who are big uh, Fuente people and Opus X people, uh, it's just going to be that much more difficult to find over the next probably a handful of years, I would imagine at this point. Um, You know, because I mean, can't rush the uh, hands of time there. So (laughs) anyway, so uh, what the hell you got going on?
2: Uh, I'm actually in Kentucky for once, so
1: that's super nice. Say, catching you at home. That's that's it. Yeah, a, an unusual thing. All things being. Yeah, a-
2: it's actually worked out quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and uh, also, I have a ton of events in the Kentucky-ish area uh, from now, basically all the way up until uh, PCA. So there you go. I'll be home-ish, which is nice because at least I can come home at night for the. Majority of my travel. I'm looking at my calendar over here. You got anything in Paducah? I do not. Why are you going to Paducah? No,
1: I only ask because the smoking butts and tappadash guys they live in Heron, Illinois, which is not too far from Paducah, so they pop over to Paducah quite frequently. And I just didn't know got if you were going to be uh, you're going to be close.
2: I do need to give uh, Brentley out there a shout. Uh, Paducah is super hard. Like again, people don't understand what it's like being a rep necessarily. But you know, Paducah's out there on an island by itself. Yeah. And they they crush it out there, but I, I wonder how many reps make the trip out there because I live in Kentucky and it's just as easy for me to drive to Pittsburgh as it is Paducah. Oh yeah. They're both like a four hour, forty five minute drive for me.
1: Yeah. And just and to give I, a and just to give a little insight into the life of a rep, I mean, if you're gonna be looking at picking and choosing between two cities like that, you're going to say, Hey, I've got X number of accounts in Pittsburgh and I've got maybe two accounts over in this in Paducah. I mean, not I'm not quoting yeah. exact numbers, but you see what I mean? It's like, you kind of look at it and you're like, not that those two accounts aren't important, but you know, if I can expend no. the time and energy, I can make infinitely more money over here than I can over here kind of thing.
2: Yeah. And these are things that I didn't really fully I Honestly, didn't fully understand any of that shit at all Mm -hmm. um, before I was a rep. But, you know, running the store in Lawrence, Kansas, again, not only are you in Kansas, but you're outside of Kansas City. Yeah. So a lot of people bypass you. And so what happens is you just like really get behind the reps that do go out and see you. And now I'm on the other side and I'm like, oh, I see how these people are making their decisions. Yeah, that I would just get mad. I'm like, how's come this guy never come see me and that guy? And I'm like, oh, now I'm that guy making those decisions. And, <laughs> and it sucks. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. And then, you know, even your home stores, a lot of times they think, well, your home, you should be at our store. And I'm like. I'm home. It's nice to be home. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I just want to relax. I haven't seen just my stuff me, in months. <laughs> please give me a couple days. <laughs> give me a couple days just to relax. Oh God! It's, it's good to be wanted. That's also a good thing too. So you got to balance these things out.
1: There you go. There you go. So, mm. so how's the experiment treating you? There.
2: It is. Um, so I, I went to a lot of college. Lots of grad school, three different grad schools in three different states. Okay. So I, I'm not a dummy. I know how to set up experiments, if you will, even though a sixth grader can do that as well. But, you know, it's my kitchen looks like a chemistry experiment right now. Mm-hmm. It'd be horrifying if, you know, somebody walked in they think I was making meth. Like, no, I'm just messing around with tobacco. <laughs> um yeah i know right so um this obviously so i've got my control group and i've got this first iteration and then i already know everything else i'm going to change along the way for the next set of experiments yada 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 yeah but what i've in what i've super noticed on, on this first round this is my third different cigar within this experiment is that it changes the tobacco greatly Not in ways I was anticipating, but the tobacco itself takes on different characteristics. Um, I'll just tell you a a little bit. So this is my third cigar. The first one I had, all the tobacco is the same. It's the the exact same blends, everything. Mm -hmm. The first one, flavor didn't change at all, but the smoke was thicker um, on the palate. And, um, cooler, if that makes sense, the smoke was a little cooler and it just gave this like richness in the mouth. That was interesting. Not at all what I thought was going to happen. And then the other cigar in that experiment was the complete opposite. It added so much black pepper to that cigar. It wasn't, they were, they couldn't have been more different. Okay. Uh, the meal was smaller. It was thinner. If that makes sense, much more pepper, um, Exact same tobacco, doing the experiment the same way, just a couple of variables altered, and the tobacco changes. Which is just I don't know, it's fun. I'm just trying to learn some stuff and who's still giving the green light to go have some fun. So uh, I'm there just There you go. Learning without saying too much.
1: <laughs> well, there you I go. I have a
2: tendency to say too much, so
1: I'm yeah. I ironically, and it's the stuff about the tobacco that gets you in trouble. I know. <laughs> There's
2: plenty of other things I could probably be in trouble for.
1: You know, I think this is a, a good segue opportunity for us to uh, to talk about wieners. Like, Mine or yours? Well, uh, Oscar Myers, actually. I Oh,
2: their, their wieners are world renowned, classic so, wiener.
1: So, I, you know, this is something that I, I assume you've seen the news. And. No, um, no, no. no. I'm, there's, uh, wiener news. there's Wiener news and I'm I'm devastated by it and
2: I'm, Dylan kind, of, Mulvaney.
1: I'm kind of a little no, <laughs> no, not, no no no. We're not talking about that wiener. Um oh. no no no. Um we uh I don't know how to put this to you. So they renamed the Wiener mobile. It's now the Frank Mobile. No 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 yep, no 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 Yep, yep, yep. Apparently uh the Wiener mobile, the giant Wiener mobile. Yep, the Wiener car, which actually I took a tour of in 2016 when it rolled through my area. I was able to walk, go in, sit down, walk around, and one of the they they have college kids that do little internships and they drive around and you know they're marketing people and whatnot and they. I they know several. Several people that have had wiener internships in college. I bet so. And uh, so the the interior of the Mobile, it's all decked out in ketchup red and mustard yellow, you know, uh, upholstery and carpeting and everything. It's very nice. But anyway, um, no the uh, the official Oscar Mayer Mobile is now the Frank Mobile. Um, I'm assuming they've determined that yes. we, wiener is an offensive term, and they've renamed Did it. Please say term. that. See, I have not... Act- well, here, let's go to the USA Today article about this so that we can uh, we can get this correct. Um, because they've even got it on the side, you know, that uh, it's the Frank Frankmobile. Um, they changed the name. They're saying they changed the name to celebrate the brand's 100% Beef Franks as they debut a new recipe. Um, they're... Yeah, they're saying that they want to highlight another fan favorite, the 100% Beef Franks. Um, You know, it's just, uh, yeah. um, They're saying something about don't lick the vehicle, which, I mean.
2: Oh, I guarantee you people were licking the wiener.
1: Licking the wiener, yeah, I bet so. Trust Um, me, now that it's a Frank,
2: nobody will lick the Frank. No, nobody wants to lick the Frank.
1: Yeah. and yeah, no one referred uh, to
2: it as fucking Frank, Frank and Beans, Beans and Franks.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they're apparently handing out Frankfurters um, and all this. But, uh, oh, and by the way, the the name of the drivers, they used to be called Hot Doggers. <laughs> they're now going to be named the Frankfurters. What's wrong with Hot Doggers? I don't know. So this whole thing just pisses me off. And so it's 100 years of history. And legacy. Down, down the shitter. Down the shitter. You know? And so, in protest of this decision, I've cooked up a nice plate of Nathan's.
2: Oh, the real deal. The Nathan's
1: real deal. hot dogs. They're, yeah. very, you know, they're the very large jumbo Franks that go along well with the brioche buns that I have here. Now, Absolutely. I know, th- and ironically, we're talking about. Um, you know, how big of a, uh, problem this is that the wienermobile has been renamed and everything else. But the most controversial part of this entire segment is going to be the fact that I have ketchup and relish on my dog and I don't have mustard. I I don't like mustard.
2: So I don't like ketchup. I would do the inverse of yeah, that. Uh... I,
1: I get that. But see, I like ketchup and relish. And, uh. You know, you're not going to
2: make it through the apocalypse. Yeah,
1: I'm telling you, everybody in Chicago right now is just screaming at their cars because I put ketchup on the dogs. Yeah, but, I, I, uh, yeah. I
2: don't think you should put ketchup on literally anything, but look at that. Oh, Guys, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you really should be. because he, dog.
1: Is, he is diving into that dog. It's a tasty dog. So I'm going to be eating the hot dogs for a little while as we continue to chat. So You,
2: anyway. got, like, you got like a wiener in your mouth, and I've got, I'm like double-fished in over here with two know. smoke.
1: It's a very phallic show going on today. Yeah. But, um, yeah. None of this,
2: I don't know why you did this to me, but.
1: <laughs> I actually have my weenie whistle inside somewhere that I got when I took the uh, tour of the mobile.
2: Is that like a whistle in case someone tries to
1: touch your weenie, you start blowing the whistle? See, I always call it, thought it was kind of like a dog call. I would blow it and, like, I'd just have, like, all kinds of people. Just oh. That was my assumption. I've never actually done it, so still in the package.
2: So You'd I Do it I, right.
1: Ah, oh, it's somewhere in there. I'd have to go find it.
2: If, like, if you blow the weenie whistle and all of a sudden, like, Jeff is here to do a show.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh. Is it- this is the studio, I, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, I knew that guy wanted my dick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, you know what? You bring that up. This would normally be the... I, I, I'd like to get into the villager segment here, but I have something special for you, and I didn't tell you this in advance, so we're going to experience this as we go. So I um, I've been playing around with AI, Obviously, and um, I have a couple of Villager songs that I've made, and um, I have two of them. I'm not quite sold on either one of them, but I want to get your opinion. And I figure, you know what? I'll let the listeners in on this as well, you know, and whatnot. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play them real quick, and uh, you know, we can discuss. Uh, th- th- we can discuss these villager drops here. So here's the first one.
2: Villager cigars,
0: try them. We know you will like them. The (laughs) villager.
1: That's one. They're very, very simple songs. Although I think the second one's a little longer, so hang on.
0: A couple pit loves villagers cigars, and you will too, they're the best by far. If you're looking for to-
1: Now, what's cool about that is the way those were made. All I had to do is put it in the little box, like Villager cigars, you know, maybe top quality, something like that. Just like, just like, I put in very basic things, and they just went nuts with it. They, the AI yeah, made all those lyrics and everything. I didn't have to do shit. I, I made okay. one for Aladino, but it kept pronouncing Justo's name as Justo, and uh, Aladino was like, um. It almost sounded like they were saying Aladdin. It was like I'll, uh, you know, it, it was very, it was a noticeable mispronunciation, and I just I couldn't let it go.
2: There's ways around all this. You just have to keep playing with the AI, which yeah. you know, yeah, you know, Jeff, I love you. Get your shit together here, bud, because I'm the <laughs> one that told Nick. I was like, dude just, dude, just replace him
1: with AI. It'll be fine. I'm now having I'm a like- lot of fun <laughs> with AI. <laughs>
2: We can learn a lot. We can replace a lot of you motherfuckers. Today.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so I'm still I'm still playing, you know. But but uh, you know, I I like the brevity of the first one. But uh, the female voice I thought was very nice in the second one. Yeah, and it had a little uh, little bop to it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I think as far as
2: jingles go, the first one was a better jingle.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was the brevity definitely helped. So anyway, yeah. so. Um, in the Villager <laughs> cigar segment, we talk about things that we've been uh, we've been watching and uh, enjoying on TV and movies and whatnot. I don't know. Have you had time to watch anything? Uh, uh, so yeah,
2: the three things I've watched
1: recently. Okay. Last night,
2: before I went to sleep, I was thinking about staying up all night and watching a show, and I hadn't watched the the Jeffrey Dahmer show. Oh dear God! So yeah. I watched the trailer. And I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to go to bed. I just went to bed. I was like, it's too late for Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then about an hour ago, before we got on the show, I watched the newest trailer for Oppenheimer. Oh, that looks good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then I watched the trailer for uh, uh, the new Scorsese movie about the Native American killings in Oklahoma.
1: Hmm. I don't think I know that one. I've been watching trailers. I don't know about actual, like I, I've
2: (laughs) been watching trailers. Um, especially now that the Mandalorian's
1: like over for a while. So, yeah, I, uh, I've still been watching Larry Sanders show, which ironically, the last episode I watched, uh, had Bob Saget in it. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's sad. Yeah. It's like, if he just would have come on the show, Gator wouldn't have had to do what he did, but Mm -hmm. you know, such is life. And, um, what else have I watched lately? I feel like uh, I don't know. Um, I will say, in moving from TV shows to uh, to podcasts, I listened to um, a podcast called "The Tylenol Murders," and it's all about back in the early '80s how the guy in Chicago was poisoning the extra strength Tylenol and killed like a bunch of people. You know that you know, I mean because it was before all the different safety measures were put yeah. on the pills and ship. And uh that was a really interesting documentary or, well, podcast documentary because over the course of it, you realize that, like, they've had a suspect for the longest time, but they just can't pin it down. And even up to, like, 2022, they've been, like, working on trying to get this guy. And this guy's, like, 76, 77 years old now. So, like, realistically, like, he could end up dying before they end up – uh Finally getting the case put together.
2: Here's where he's probably fucked, though. Now we got AI. Mm. You could literally upload all of the cold case files. AI's not going to help you with the burnt but No, no. Think about it. You could upload all of the evidence, all of the testimonies, all of the fucking witness bullshit all into the computer. A computer can go through it, like, in five seconds, tell you, here's top five suspects.
1: I mean, it made a villager drop in, like, 10 seconds. So, you know, you give it enough time, you could probably pull it together.
2: I I guarantee you, like, AI is going to take some detective jobs and probably a lot of other things.
1: See, and that's where we ultimately end up with Skynet. And I just it may
2: already be here.
1: I know. I don't like the idea of Skynet. <laughs> it's like I don't want I don't want to have to fight robots. I mean, I've been all prepared for the inevitable zombie invasion. The, the robot invasion, I didn't see that one coming. I
2: think about how easy it could be. I mean, uh, um, what's Elon's satellite internet program oh, called? Skylink. Uh, SkyLink, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird it's closely in name. Skylink, so all these satellites, and then all of a sudden AI decides to take control of Skylink, or whatever it is, and just be like, I'm going to shoot a laser from here to your fucking dick, and you'll never even see it happening, bro. <laughs> and you're done. You're just sitting out here, doing a nice little YouTube show in your backyard.
1: Having my cigar, all of a sudden, boom. AI thing. is like, fuck this motherfucker. Fuck his dick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen though no yeah i mean i'm sure there's probably I mean, yeah i mean this is the star wars thing that ray uh was it uh not, yeah it was reagan reagan was all into star wars and yeah. uh you know and then obviously trump started space force you know they had they had purposes for this oh yeah so yep
2: yeah no and we don't even know about rods from god now I know, which is not what you and I were born with, but Wait, what? Um, what, what, what? Yeah. if you don't, if you haven't looked into rods from God, it's a theoretical weapon that could easily exist. Although we say it's not possible, although it's a very simple weapon. If you just had tungsten from a satellite, basically, and you just let it drop the weight of the tungsten and the speed it would catch once it hit the earth's crust would be like a thousand atom bombs going off at the same time. Dear God. Yeah, and all that is just dropping tungsten from a fucking satellite called Rods from God. Now, they say it's not possible for us to get tungsten up there. It's a little too happy.
1: That's what the power team used to call their dicks. Yeah, Rods from God. (laughs) Yeah, You know the power team? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) 14... I just learned about this recently. <laughs> and it's fucking, it's cracking my shit up. It's like fucking ripping phone books in half and pumping weights for Jesus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, that's pretty much all I did. I <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway. All right. Well, rods from God. So, yeah, there's one more, thing. About, one more thing for me it. to be concerned about is the idea of a piece of tungsten just falling out on me. Yeah.
2: Or just, you know, SpaceNet just.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is the future. Well, the Villiger Entertainment segment became really dark and bleak. Um, All right then, (laughs) just oh, such is life. But you know, sometimes
2: things that fall from the heaven are are a good thing. Well, yeah. Um, Yesterday, actually, something in mind. Yeah, yesterday, um, I saw pussy fall from the sky.
1: Dear God, what? Oh, it did.
2: I saw it happen. Okay. I, uh, right out here, I was looking up to my left-hand side here. Yeah. And this fucking cat fell from the heavens. I had... <laughs> Landed on my porch.
1: <laughs> yeah? So you have a new pet?
2: Uh, no, and I was like, I just, and then the cat comes up to my door and it's like, meow, meow, and I'm like, I ain't touching no devil cat that fell from the sky. Like, where? did Never seen this cat before. Where'd it come from? I have no idea. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't. I, I assume the cat went away. I don't know. And then uh, this afternoon, I was walking around outside, and uh, this new girl moved in out here, and she's chasing this cat. And I'm like, that cat fell from the heavens the other day. I don't. Do you know that cat? And she's like, it's my cat. And I was like. Well, tell me how the cat fell from the sky. And she looked at me and she says, I have I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. The cat fell. Like, there's only one way to fall from the sky and land on my porch. What did your cat do? Climb up on the top of the roof and take, like, a 20-foot jump for sounds, no reason? Sounds I, like it. Had to. But she doesn't believe me. And I'm like, no, I mean, I saw a pussy fall from the sky. I saw it. <laughs> it's 2023, right. man.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's a Trey Mac story right there. I mean, who you else? You remember my monkey? You remember the monkey? I do remember the monkey. The monkey's making yeah. the appearance. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hey, do you want to see the original monkey?
1: You have an original monkey. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear God. He's called Liquor Monkey. <laughs> if she's got a monkey to lick... You have a problem, my friend. This fucking guy here. Oh, holy shit. shit. Yeah. This guy's a little canteen there. <laughs> That's a big damn monkey.
2: Fucking monkey. So, story behind this fucking ape. He came from the zoo.
1: Came from the zoo?
0: Yeah.
1: All right, now that the
2: monkey's safe. The monkey that has had a long life. So when I was back living in Kansas City, right about the time I was moving, actually, it was a horrible idea. Yeah. I get this phone call from an attorney of mine. And he goes, "Trademark, like, I got a price. I got a surprise for you before you move. And I'm like, "Uh, okay. And he says, uh, let's meet at the coffee shop. I'll get you your, your surprise. Okay. So I go to the coffee shop. The attorney walks in. And I'm like, he walks in by himself, and I'm like, oh, you must be the surprise. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. He goes, uh, nope. Nope. Your prize is in the car, and you need to come out and get it right now. <laughs> like, you can't bring it in. And he's like, absolutely not. And it needs to get out of my car right fucking now. <laughs> I'm like,
1: uh, okay. Why do I want this thing? But okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I go out
2: to this car, and. Uh, he was actually the, the, the dean of the law school at the time. Yeah. And uh, he's got this giant monkey in the front seat. <laughs> and I'm like, a monkey? <laughs> goes, yeah, from the zoo. And I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, that's so cool. I'm just the guy to have a monkey from the zoo. He's like, well, get, it, get the thing out of the car. Okay, cool. And I get the monkey, and I'm kind of holding it for a while. And about five seconds later, I'm like, holy shit. This monkey smells like it was in a zoo. Like, this thing is nasty. And he goes, yeah, the whole reason I ended up with it, he's like, it was in the exhibit with the monkeys. It was in the fucking cage Wait, in with the, the, the monkeys. Yeah. Oh, dear God. And he's like, some people started writing letters to the zoo because it wasn't an exact representation of the species that was in the cage or whatever. Oh, my displayed. God. Display." Age is a bad word, but, um, so they had enough people write in explaining that it was a different species. So the zoo was like, get rid of it. And my attorney was like, I know just the man that'll take that monkey. And, uh, but then I had this monkey that stank like a zoo, like it, like smelled. Shit. it smelled like a monkey from the zoo. Yeah. And I had to drive to
1: Kentucky with this thing and deodorize it. And, and there it is. Yeah. I mean, I assume you drove with the windows down, letting the air out. Mm, a little bit. Sometimes you want to bask in it, though. Ugh, not me, man. I am not a fan of the monkey house at the zoo. No,
2: I mean, doesn't it like bring you back to your primal stage? Like, this is what our balls used to smell like.
1: I mean, dude, except for maybe the last week, I hang out with Gator. I know about monkey smell, so <laughs> I don't need... A, a reminder in that regard.
2: Is how is his legal issues coming along? Is he, you know, couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you. I'm, I'm staying it, out of it. Still, <laughs> we still, don't know.
1: I'm staying out of You're gonna deport him. Mm. Mm. It's a, he, I, I'm staying out of it.
2: I think people are starting to figure out that he's been Canadian this whole fucking time. <laughs>
1: Hey, hey, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I mean, he's
2: got a little too much Canadian, but I thought he did a good job of
1: hiding it. Meanwhile, up in the Great White North, Luke and Joe are listening and just going, Fuck that, eh? We don't want him. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, He
2: thought he could move to the middle of nowhere America and take on a name like Gator, like no one's going to call him Canadian.
1: Mm-hmm. Nah,
2: they're going to send his ass back. And all there. of a
1: sudden, this one jackass is like, hey, let's do a podcast twice a week and drew all the attention. Oh, fuck. Maybe number
2: two, because uh, the guy on the Pat McAfee show, Canada busted him and hauled his ass
1: back, too. No shit. Yeah. When was that? Be,
2: uh, uh, oh, shit. That was like six months ago. Oh, he still hasn't. Okay. Come back.
1: Well, I was going to say, I thought I just saw a report saying that Disney was trying to make, uh, trying to really up the Pat McAfee uh, profile, that they're going to be uh, doing a oh, little yeah. bit more with him.
2: Yeah. But, so. but stole one of their top dogs. Well,
1: son of a bitch.
2: I, I'm sorry, Gator. I, I hope you can come back. Canada's. At least it's warm this time of year, but I bet when it gets cold, his ass wants to come back real fucking quick.
1: He's going to get so confused in their humidors with those black and white fucking basic bands, he won't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> the the prices, that
2: broke-ass hoe. ain't going to pay those.
1: That's <laughs> true. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. Well, I think this is going to be the time in the show when uh, I – turn off the audio for a second so that I can redo the buttons on the soundboard and uh, get us going, which means we're about to enter into the video only portion of the show, which by the way, to to my audio listeners, just to clarify, this is what happened during the Mr. Jonathan episode when on the audio side, it went to just, um, that weird, like elevator music, that weird elevator music was put in to, uh, signify that that's where the break took place for me to do that. So, um... Anyway, so I'm going to take care of this now. And we're back to the audio here. And, Trey, you're lighting up something different. Audio fuckers.
2: Fuerte y libre. <laughs> Fuerte y libre.
1: Smoke this shit. If you don't know, now you know. I am still working on my punch spring roll. It still does not taste like spring roll. Um, but it is. It tastes anything like punch. Yeah, I mean, it. it's reminiscent of uh, kind of the other punch-like, you know, Asian-themed cigars they've done in the past. And uh, it's got the uh, kind of earthy, mm, earthy kind of peppery thing going on. I'll do a retrohale. I haven't done a retrohale. I'm still in, I think, the second. Um, I'm very nearing the final third of this cigar, so let, let's do the retro hail here. <coughs> yep. That's where the pepper is. <coughs> Ooh, it's just burning the top of the palate there. Ugh. All right then. Ugh. But yeah, like good cigar can, coming to you from the uh from the my monthly cigars box. You don't retrohale much and I, I, I can't hardly puff without retrohaling. Yeah, see, it's not a natural thing for me. I I've tried doing it more frequently, but uh I I I just I don't I don't. I don't. So, um. well, speaking of the drops that I had to swap out, let's go ahead and get into this now. Guess what, motherfucker? It's time for three cigars that we smoked and enjoyed this week. So I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have three cigars that you can name off that you smoked and enjoyed this week? Number one, Fuerte y Libre, motherfucker. Fuerte y Libre, <laughs>
2: the Sun Country. Sun Country is is if that's your intro to Fuerte y Libre. That's what you should smoke first. Okay. It's hard to beat this this Connecticut. Uh, it's if you're a guy, it's like, oh, like Connecticut's too mild for me. Way 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 way. this thing packs a punch. Okay. It brings the feet, it brings the the flavor, brings the hands, brings the head all together
1: into one. It's fucking good. All right, then. All right. I will have to find one. I don't know where to find one, but I'll have to find one.
2: Um, I know that Greg Free, the owner of this company, I know he's talked to Dan in the past. Oh, okay. I told him to talk to Dan again in the
1: future. Okay. Well, my first one I had while laying out the newspaper uh last week and it was the uh Elidito Classic in the Toro size. I broke into a box that I've been sitting on since that came out and uh I've been very slowly working my way through that uh that cigar and uh I do like the classic.
2: It's very good. It it's is... uh, your
1: main. I mean, I get I was, uh, you know, you said it, not me. I don't want to don't take credit no, that,
2: it, the classic has like been you know it's uh its release was not as uh powerful as like the cameroon when the cameroon got released it went crazy and then kind of like has slowly like come into a a normal plateau yeah whereas uh the classic was more like oh! and now it's just skyrocketing it's uh it fights month to month, whether it's our number two or number three product. It's it's
1: really? that in the
2: camp that fight each month, basically.
1: I'll be damned. Well, there we go. Well, I really dig it. So what's your second one?
2: My second cigar. Um, you know, I had the uh, uh, last week. So this is, uh, this is kind of bullshit. I don't, this isn't going to help anybody. Unless, I don't know, maybe you can make a phone call or you live in Kentucky or West Virginia. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can get them. Uh, but uh, Luciano and Ricky Rodriguez, from, currently from West Tampa. Yeah. They got together and blended a cigar for Fat Ash Cigar Lounge in Ashland, Kentucky. Mm. Beautiful cigar. I didn't get to talk to him a whole lot. I know... One of them supplied the tobacco, and the other one did the blending. I couldn't tell you which was which, um, but both guys, I like them a lot. They've been super nice to me. Yeah. Our, our booths were right. I was uh, sandwiched with those two guys at our trade show night, and uh, they are just super good to me. And that cigar was killer. If you like a medium-bodied cigar with a shit ton of pepper, like – you know, sometimes you get a peppery cigar that's got a little too much body, and it's just overwhelming. This was medium in body, but tons of pepper, especially in the retro. I really, really enjoyed it. And those two guys are just cool anyway, and they're collaboration.
1: I need to figure out a way to get my hands on one of those. That sounds really good. And I do really enjoy both Luciano cigars as well as the uh, the West Tampa cigars. I need to get my hands on one of those West Tampa Reds.
2: The Red is awesome. Fuck.
1: Yeah, I need to awesome. I mean I need to get my hands on some of those cuz uh it sounds really good. uh
2: I'm not to humble brag here, but it's definitely a humble brag. <laughs> um but yeah, just because we were all there at the same time like uh, Ricky also gave me a red before they got released and uh yeah, it's it's good, but it's more in that it's a super savory cigar with tons and tons of semi-sweet chocolate okay Uh, it's it's the cigar was amazing it's it's earthy and semi-sweet at the same time it's it's almost uh it's almost a dessert cigar because it's it feels like you're eating like really dark chocolate but there's enough earthiness going on there that it it balances out that semi-sweet flavor okay it's super nice you've had the
1: black and the white correct Black the White and the Attic. I've had all of them. Okay. So now uh, taking all of them, just remembering them, you know, off the top of your head, how does the Red rank in with that? Do you do you like number it? One. Number 1. Really?
2: And I like the Attic. If you haven't had the Attic, I think that's a special cigar too, but and maybe it's just recency bias, like but I love that Red so much. Like I think it's going to really put West Tampa on the map.
1: Hmm. Very good. I'm looking forward to trying that then. Um, my next one is, uh, one that I had just chilling out at Top Shooters on Friday, sat around, had a couple cigars, but I had a Jose Dominguez Maduro and, uh, you know, that comes to us from United Cigars. Not kissing ass to sponsors here or anything. It just happens to be what I've been smoking this week. And by God, that Jose Dominguez, you know, it didn't come with a donut, but it did come with some hot wings. So that's good.
2: That's a good smoke. I enjoy it.
1: Dude, I had no idea that Jose Dominguez puts out nearly as many cigars as he does. I mean, that guy uh, There's a lot of brands that he's got his fingers in that I he had He just doesn't no, put his name on. Exactly. I had no freaking idea that he's done that he does as many different cigars as he does. Yeah. So There
2: are plenty of guys in this industry that are rock stars that just don't like the the limelight. Yeah they kind of stressed i mean i'm with Aladino. i i've got two people to do the same thing like we push who's still out there but you know he would rather be on the farm yeah and julio is on the farm and he was like i'm staying on the farm um so i get it but there's there's some uh there's some sneaky sneaky good dudes out there and jose is definitely one of them
1: very cool so what's your last one for this week
2: my last one for this week Man, I had so many fun cigars at this. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna be a little shameless here. Give a shameless plug. Do it. So uh, once a year, it's always the week after uh, the Kentucky Derby.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: there is a rather large uh, herf put on in Ashland, Kentucky, called My Old Kentucky Herf. and uh, it's been growing every year. And uh, this year, we decided to add like um, Thanks, a mini. You
1: thanks for the invite cocksucker Uh, okay how about next
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's been growing. so the day before so we have a HERF and there's uh vip tickets and there's general admission tickets and there's going to be like a minimum 20 manufacturers there and you go around like this year just to get the vips through the line took two hours holy cow yeah, and then we added – this was the first year we added a uh, a mini trade show day where any of the manufacturers that are going to be there can come the day before, and you can give trade show deals. It's kind of a way to incentivize uh, people from especially like the East Coast um, and the South that don't ever go to Vegas. Makes sense. Here's manufacturers – and that's the other thing. We're also trying to get more of the, the big names to come out there because – the reps were there, but as far as big names, it was uh, uh, you know you had you had Brian from Cavalier was out there, and you had Luciano and, and Ricky Rodriguez, and um, there was a handful of names. Um, uh, Eric Espinosa came the year before. Um, Oscar's been out there before, um, so we we got some names, but we need we need more. Yeah. And it's just a chance for those people to come to Kentucky, where we have a convention center that actually does not care about 500 or a thousand people smoking.
1: Hey, isn't that amazing?
2: Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> fat, fat ash cigar lounge is who puts this on shout out. They do a great job. The best job. Those the people are ridiculous. They're, they're awesome. Um, but they have that convention center now for like five days next year. So there's, Tons of things we can do, live music, on and on and on. And you can actually come meet people and smoke indoors. It's a beautiful thing. You can't do that hardly anywhere anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're interested, and this goes for retailers, and I would tell all your retailers, you know, if you're not going to Vegas, maybe you come out to Ashland uh, and meet people and get deals on cigars, uh, but if you're just a regular Joe that loves smoking cigars and wants to meet some folks and have a hell of a time, dude, come out. It's uh, I believe it's May 11th next year will be the the full day. May 10th then would be the retailers' day. Uh, it's freaking awesome. So for me to like tell you my third cigar, I, um, man, everybody was giving everybody things at that event. Yeah. The red and the uh, collaboration between Luciano and uh, and Ricky was absolutely phenomenal. And then this this again, my other guy. I love Greg Free. He's my boy. He's out there in Virginia. He's hustling, man. Here's here's what I love. Because who did the same thing? You know, when Aladino started and Husto came back and started working with his dad, and they were launching this. The whole reason I met Husto was because he was out on the road going to places like Lawrence, Kansas, middle of nowhere, and hustling, Mm. getting the brand out there. And that's how Justo and I became friends. Well, you know, it took all that hard work. He built a foundation. Eventually, he hired some reps and we're growing the brand. But it was all because of that hard work up front of Justo just traveling his butt off. My man, Greg Free, from Fuerte Libre, right now, is one man show that's traveling the country by himself showing his cigars off and his stuff is awesome. He's a good dude and uh, I'm all behind him and wish to nothing but the best. And uh, so, yeah, those would be my three cigars, I guess you could say. But
1: all right. Well, very cool.
2: Well, I'm long winded. I got to relight my cigar.
1: I I get to talking, you know, that's all right. That's all right. I have I have finished my punch uh, spring roll. Very good cigar. And uh, I am I'm debating what I'm going to light up next. But uh, I'm going to finish out with um, a cigar that I had last night, uh, chilling out. And uh, it actually also came to us from the May My Monthly Cigars box. I went ahead and smoked the H. Upman Herman's Batch um, from that. And it's, uh, it's listed here as a, a Habano wrapper, Dominican binder, Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. It's so listed as a medium, and I would say that's fair. It smoked the, – the wrapper, it says it was a Habano. Man, it smoked almost like – kind of like when you get a, a real thick Pennsylvania broadleaf where it, like, is a yeah. real slow smoke, real thick wrapper to it and everything like that. It smoked very similar to that. Um, it lasted me quite some time um, with that cigar. And it was it it had some some strength to it. Um, it was good. And uh, just because it hasn't been said in a while, um, the uh, Nicaraguan filler came to us from Condega and Esteli, and I could really taste the Esteli.
2: You need that fucking gator. I can really taste the Esteli.
1: You know, when I was doing the drops for the show last week um, with him, that was the one drop that I realized I forgot. You know, was I could really taste the Esteli, but. I don't know if Astley didn't come up, so I guess it wouldn't have mattered, but still. Gator's got to get his shit together, bro. (laughs) It sounds like I'm just picking on him at this point, but it's like, you know, I'm just explaining. Um, Gator, good
2: lawyers, don't fuck around with these bullshit attorneys that you're trying to get off cheap. Canada, don't fuck around, man. I mean, have you seen what they've done in Canada in the last few years? Mm -hmm. Trudeau, not you don't want Trudeau up your ass, bro. Like, come on, Gator, like. Get your shit together, dog.
1: Now, moving on here. um, I went to a flea market the other day. And I found a few things. I found one thing that I talked to you about. I didn't buy it, and I didn't go back for it. um, Because it was just, just, it was a pain in the ass to go back to get that, but whatever. Um, But uh, I did find one thing that I did buy for $15. And I have a picture of it here that I'll show. I bought I bought a sign I buy I buy road signs for my son's room you know I've got like a stop sign in there I have a traffic you don't light. steal them for your son no I don't steal them I purchased them at at you know um you know yeah I purchased them I, do. I, I think I, I'm trying to remember the last one I one way maybe I don't remember anyway <laughs> they make signs that say hardcock lane <laughs> but this one was unique I found a handicapped parking sign okay so I now own a Reserve parking handicap seating available sign. But if you look at the sign, what's the little thing you notice down McDonald's. Damn straight. That is a McDonald's handicap parking sign right there. So not only is this a handicap parking sign, this is McDonald's memorabilia. So yeah. Which makes it valuable. Just that much more. Just that much more. 15 bucks. It's, actually pretty nice. 15 it's bucks. awesome. This it marked for 20, Dickered him down to 15 because so, you got a dicker at the uh, at the flea market,
2: dude. You should have dickered on that Saddam Hussein rookie card. <laughs>
1: that Good was, enough. admittedly, sorry. I'm eating another hot dog here. Admittedly, that was the item that I did not. I found a guy that had a metric shit ton of Operation Desert Storm trading cards, and um, he had a Saddam Hussein rookie card. And so, and what's really yeah, get his shit together. What's really funny about it is, and I think I have the picture of that, too. Um, where is the picture of that? Here it is. Um, what's really funny about that, yeah, see, there it is. Saddam Hussein it's rookie card.
2: Pro is a legit card company. And
1: you know what's funny about it is on the back, it even listed, like, his birth year, the college he went to. I mean, it was like giving stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he's card number 69 in the set which I thought was a little I, know, Steve, I knew yes. that That's exactly right. <laughs> I thought that was a little they damn, knew what they were funny. doing in uh, 1991
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah I mean they got Colin Powell there you know I didn't see a Norman Schwarzkopf but I'm assuming he was probably in one of the packs okay
2: so the, the the four cards from that set that you can grade and are worth real money George Bush um, Schwarzkopf Uh, Colin Powell, and of course, Saddam Hussein. And those four cards, like, if they graded 10, you're looking at one to 200 bucks a pop. And those Desert Storm sets, you could buy those sets for like 10 bucks like four years ago. And if you could buy a whole bunch of those sets and get them graded
1: and shit, you could actually make some cash. That's funny. He had four unopened boxes of packs. He had one pack, they were. They were different sets. So he had two boxes of the homecoming set. Yeah. And then there was like, and those were in blue. It was The, the packaging was blue. There was one, the packaging was yellow and one, the packaging was red. And I don't remember which one. I think the yellow one may have been like desert shield. So it may have been mm-hmm. like the, the first version yep, of it. That's what it was. Um, but yeah. So no, we, <laughs> I was, I was marveling at the, uh, the Desert Storm trading cards at this one booth, and uh, like I said, I could have gone back today and purchased it, but eh, I'm. I'm there's there's a whole bunch of stuff. It's kind of a hassle that. to go back just for that. The
2: late '80s and early '90s, like as a nerd who's into this shit, like they mass produced all the like everything oh, was a trading. Card.
1: I was gonna say everything had a freaking trading card set.
2: Yeah, and some of it, like 99 percent of it, just is total dog shit but the ones that people still love are worth money. And pro set did another set one time that was, um, it was nothing but a set of cards that was, uh, uh, NFL players, girlfriends and
1: wives. Oh, see, now that could be funny. <laughs> yeah. That could be funny.
2: Don Elway's wife, Joe Montana's wife. <laughs> Those are hard to find now. And that's worth money. And then, uh, there were even uh, playboy made trading cards yeah and there was one card in the playboy set like I think it's the 1990 maybe playboy set Donald Trump no shit yep Donald Trump was in the set and that card graded a 10 is like 1200 bucks now wow. wow and you can still go out there and find boxes of playboy cards for like 20 to 50 bucks and if you get a Donald Trump in
1: there makes your money yeah good god good god
2: you know, there's all sorts of fun shit See, from back
1: you know the little project and as soon as I say that somebody's gonna be like you know I'm gonna steal that or somebody's gonna say they've already done it and I just am not aware of it I think you and I ought to do uh, Legends of the Cigar Industry trading cards
2: <laughs> All right. I've kind of thought about this
1: already See? damn it <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. the the issue is like I know several companies that'll do it yeah. but if you do it in a way that actually makes anything valuable at all yeah, there's a very small handful of companies now interestingly enough there's one company that's going to be fairly irrelevant in the next one to two years that has been making shit for 30 years well no they've been making them for 50 but it's out of Italy yeah they're going to be looking for new projects. Is that that Panini? Very... Yeah,
1: I know Panini. I know Panini. No I know Panini. Panini actually—I'll give you—I'm I'm really nerding out here. We're we're nerding out here for a moment, folks. Panini <sighs> was purchased by—was it Ike Perlmutter or Mutter? In uh, when he was running Marvel Comics in the '90s. Yeah, and so. Marvel Comics declared bankruptcy in the 90s. Now everybody's always like, "Oh, Marvel Comics! They their comics weren't selling for shit, and that's why they declared bankruptcy." Had nothing to do with that. It's that uh, the company itself went out and bought Toy Biz, went out and bought Panini, went out and bought all these other companies, and the weight of all these other companies and the debt that came along with all those companies yeah. brought down Marvel Comics. The comics were selling great, but you know, not so much. Recent. But Maybe yeah, it I know. I, but I know Panini. Yeah.
2: Mm. so panini has pretty much dominated the whole trading card industry for about 25 years okay Um, but fanatics just made a big acquisition about a year ago they're going to be the new big dogs in town and and panini didn't get any of the licenses from like nba um, nfl it's all going to fanatics so panini is like Scrambling, they're trying to get WWE. Which, shout out to the ultimate warrior, Macho Man. Yeah, Macho Man. <laughs> yeah. Macho man this is why I carry a whole thing of cream because cream rises to the top. Yeah, that's what it does. <laughs> that's what going to do over the next five years. Yeah, that's what we're doing right <laughs> the top. We're going to the stratosphere, past the eye on the spirit, onto the galaxy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, so uh, yeah, I'm nerding out. I'm sorry.
1: Okay, no, you're fine. So anyway, how does this relate to the cigar thing? You're thinking we could get Panini to do the cigar Legends of the Cigar Company? They need
2: new projects, bro.
1: My God, I love the idea. I love it. You know, you could have like maybe you,
2: me, and Gervais get together and we scheme up something. I would say Jonathan, but he fucking just. Yeah, he glossed over me last episode and Dead. I think, that, is, I think <laughs> that means Mr. Jonathan I'm a fan of Mr. Jonathan he's my type of fucking guy
1: <laughs> I get you know, it I like guys that
2: might be viewed as uh, dickish at times <laughs> I'm also viewed as dickish at times Mr. Jonathan, but but you went over my head and you just glossed over me, you see. And Mr. Jonathan, beam rises to the top.
1: You and I could be a tag team like the
2: world has never seen. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch.
1: You, to you gotta watch your ass in that tag team, though, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if he comes at you and he wants you to wear yellow trunks, watch it. Ah, well, watch the backside <laughs> anyway.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that was that was so mad! Like I love Mister Johnson. <coughs> yeah, I saw Trey Max deal. Shut the fuck up about Trey Max. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing you can do is like ignore
1: somebody. That's the worst thing you can uh, do. I mean, he didn't ignore as much as just completely, oh, yes completely gloss over and. Dismiss. That's fine. It's <laughs> fine. I brought some new things to the table.
2: Oh, you have more. Yeah, I'm going to sweeten the pot a little bit. Okay, okay. Um, You want me to get into it? Might as well. Well, you know, the last time I was there, I was bringing some vintage shit from the 90s. You did, you You did, you did. But look, finding these things, people, they don't really exist. Okay, It's true. Mr. Jonathan, I hope you're listening, because I know, I know back in 1998, you were rocking this shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay? And the formula changed, bro. It was the shit in 1998 when you were probably rocking this, getting the ladies involved. And the formula changed, and Walmart took over. But your boy here, he's got an original
1: bottle. Curve. <laughs> Ooh, the pheromones. I Try. remember that one. That was oh, I one bet you the- do. I remember you that mean- one. About the year
2: 2000, women loved that curve, man. They were buying it from the buckle, Uh and that's how fucking life works, man. I got the original DNA right there, not the new bullshit, no. (laughs) And I'm Mr. Jonathan, who doesn't want a little stank on his fucking
1: wank, you know what I mean? (laughs) Come on, bro. Oh, my God. That's the first thing I'm offering. Okay, so we got a new, we're, we're upping the ante. We now have a bottle of... Pre two thousand curve cologne.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if Mister Jonathan's a religious man. I don't. Know. I you. Know. But whether he is or not, I figured the office could use a golden Buddha. I mean,
1: <laughs> why not? You know. And Look at that he... little fat bastard! Look at that happy fat bastard! I know. He doesn't want to go. Why do I have to? It could kind of look I like Dave.
2: Exactly, <laughs> Dave is, and Dave is kind of the Buddha of the industry. There like you go, wise man. Boy, now the there's a man. there's
1: a fucking promo for Dave right there. If he wants to make like a two guys Buddha cigar and have a picture yes. of him sitting like Buddha and the robes and shit on the band, I mean that could be oh. funny.
2: And he's totally Buddha because like. Dave will do some shit, and you're like, that's never going to work. Oh, shit, it worked. Okay, how does Dave do this? And then he like tells this parable, and it's like, oh, I should have understood that before you did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Dave is a mastermind of simple things. He he can take the simple things and like just make them seem complicated, and they fucking work.
1: I mean, Dave's the shit. He's got micro-wrestling coming to the uh, New England Cigar Festival. I mean...
2: I know he. he jumped nobody in the cigar.
1: No, nobody in the cigar industry was gonna do the micro wrestling, and then here comes Dave. I
2: know. So got that, and then uh, this next thing is really just for Mister Jonathan. Okay. It, because he glossed over me.
1: Well, you know, and he w- evidently was really upset that I had thrown out four chickens, reduced it down it to it one. Took, away,
2: it took it away. I did, you know. So, maybe in the place of three of those chickens. Okay. Let him know. I had a trophy made for him. Oh, God. Just this week. God. Okay? This, I want him to put this on his desk. Oh, God. And I want him to know that I gave it to him that maybe he glosses over me. But but I don't gloss over him because, number one, he's a big fan of Aladino. And I kind of like the guy. Like, he's my type of guy.
1: (laughs) Obviously, I'm not his type of
2: guy, but he's my type of guy, okay? Yeah, I don't
1: know. You might be. I don't know if you're his type. See that horse's ass? Yes. It's the horse shit participation
2: trophy. <laughs> right here, okay? Congratulations. Oh you participated in uh, Jeff's uh, stead um, in an and because I'm thankful that you participated in Jeff's stead. I'm giving you a stud's
1: ass as a fucking trophy. You right know, there. I should get some sort of a, like, you know, thanks for filling in trophy to send everybody that comes along. You yes. know, that would be some funny shit right there. Oh, God. Okay, I got one last item. Oh, my gosh. There's even more.
2: One more. Okay. Now, this last item. Look how fucking crooked that finger is, by the way. Okay, look okay. I think it's hideous. She said up hey, on boy. you too quick. That's nah, <laughs> why. That's why. From now on, I, I, I'm like the Spider Man, you know. <laughs> ah, gotcha. <laughs> 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 oh my um, god. No. <laughs> this one. This one, believe it or not, is actually worth money. And it's probably illegal by now. Oh dear God. This is an original VHS Uh, of Blazing Saddles. Classic movie.
1: A VHS
2: of Blazing Saddles.
1: You know, and given the fact that uh, his favorite movie is Summer's Bee, and I I don't know if that's ever been released on DVD or anything, because why would they? Why, Why would they? He probably still has a VHS player. Yep. Yep. So there you go. So no, it was just
2: uh, I was super excited about that show because you know, I I like the guy. He's my favorite person. Don't tell Dave that. He's my favorite person on their show. <laughs> um
1: shout out to the cigar authority. I you know, Ed Sullivan's my man. Ed oh. Sullivan. Dude, Ed Sullivan's funny. He comes out of nowhere with those ninja insults. And yeah, it's maybe unfair to lump him that way considering he doesn't have I mean he has other responsibilities. He doesn't have to entertain the whole time. So he has the ability to kind of ninja in and ninja out like that. But, uh, man, when he comes along with a zinger, it, it, it stings.
2: No, I get that.
1: That, that. That's why
2: I like the whole show. I yeah. mean, um, and Dave does a really good, I, I wouldn't believe this, but Dave is the straight man on the show. You he know, really right? is. He is. And he does a great job. And, and everybody else is, uh, not the straight man. And, uh, you know, Jonathan. Some more comes so across. than others. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> but yeah, Jonathan is like, uh, he's kind of my spirit animal. Uh, and it's it sucks when somebody you really look up to that you consider a legend of the industry just bypasses
1: your ass. You my know? It's God. Well, I don't know. I mean, most people would want him to bypass their ass, though.
2: No, no. He's my favorite person on the show. He d- didn't just disrespect me. You were like, "Oh,
1: I'm sure you saw it." He's like, "Yeah, I saw it. Move along. Like, fuck it." See, I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm. I, I, think, I don't know if my, my double entendre there caught you or not, or if you're just dismissing it. <laughs> now he gets it.
2: <laughs> now I see through the smoke. Now you get it. <laughs> now I get it. See before. I was just moving along in the universe by myself, not understanding everything, and then you come along and kaboo Kabo
1: and the whole world. <laughs> I see through the portal and I'm greeted to the beauty of the universe. Yeah. I know. You know what? I think I think this is a good time to go ahead and do this.
0: We all need to live united, but one must go. Brought to you by United Cigars, makers of La Gianna Havana, Abuelo, Red Anchor, Firecracker, and of course, United Cigars. Distributors of Jose Dominguez, Garofalo, Montosa, and Terranova, and the highly acclaimed Atabe, Byron, and Bandolero. When you're by United, fancy. Smoke United, Live United, United Cigars.
1: So, so. Your whole whole Macho Man bit and your t-shirt have got me thinking. And I think this is the theme of the One Must Go here today. One Must Go. Ultimate Warrior. Macho Man. Rogan. Fucking easy, bro.
2: Really? Yeah. Fucking easy. Okay. The Warrior. Unpredictable. People didn't like him in the ring because he was unpredictable in the ring. And if anybody's actually been involved in professional wrestling, you kind
1: of go gotta yeah, go a long yeah, trip. You can't be unpredictable there. And the
2: Warrior didn't give a fuck. And a lot of wrestlers did not like wrestling with the Warrior because the guy was legitimately nuts. Yeah, you get hurt. He's my boy. He's my all-time favorite. He used to have like a private show that he did for people that paid him money. And not in that type of way, you sick freaks. Like, not in that type of way. Yeah. But uh, I was involved with the warrior and his wife up until the day he died. Oh, yeah. And uh, I know it sounds fucked up, but uh, he also was an artist, and uh, I bought some of his art um, before he passed, and very near and dear to my heart. It was part of my childhood, and I was very cool that he could be part of my, like, late 20s and shit. Uh, so the Warrior always, will always be a Hall of Famer to me and in my heart. The Macho Man taught me a lot about women. Um, you know, Miss Elizabeth, he kept her in line. She was a good oh, wife. God. She didn't step out on him. He was a good man to her. Even Did though she? He Did she not? Because there's a uh, the whole no, rumor no, no, of her, no, no. her with Hogan. No. No, 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 no. That was all smoke show and mirrors to get him jealous.
1: Okay. No, no, no,
2: no, no. And Hogan, that fucking jabroni, that fucking made jabroni, can get the fuck out. Get out, Hogan. Like, I'm happy you slammed fucking Andre the Giant. I don't give a flying fuck. The Iron Sheik, number one, would have beat your fucking... Iron Sheik should have been Hogan. Should have been Hogan. Hogan. But they fucked him in the ass because he was foreign, and so sure. now we're gonna with the American hero. I am the real American Danger. Danger. <laughs> oh and, and but I will say this: the Hogan sex tapes are pretty cool. Holy shit!
1: <laughs> All right, that's fair. I was also yeah, he, gonna. He, I realistically. Um, macho man's a a lock for me and, um, you know, it's kind of a toss up between Hogan and warrior for me, but I will say, um, I'm probably going to also go with Hogan because boy, talk about a guy who, um, for being on top for when he was on top, he didn't know when to say it's over, you know, he was not Michael Jordan. He was not, you know, no. um, locally Albert Pujols. He was not one of these guys that when they when they realize they're at their point, they quit and they move on with life. You know, he was like just still going and going and going, and it it got sad near the end of his runs. And it's oh, well,
2: Ric Flair did the same
1: thing. And that's another one where it's sad to be honest. I mean, I like Ric Flair a lot, but fuck, I was just I just saw a TV commercial for him where he's doing like insurance or some shit i don't know and he's in the robes and i mean, I mean it's like oh, come on man the problem with all this
2: is that that you know wrestling is a character you're, mm-hmm. you're creating a character and then a lot of these guys end up becoming their character yes and they don't know what to do when that character ends i mean shit i just saw last week the undertaker came back as the american badass when he retired and had this huge retirement ceremony just a few years
1: ago, he's now, back he's now. Back. See, I don't Disney follow. American? I don't follow wrestling these days, so I don't, I don't either. Yeah. I don't,
2: what I do is watch highlights because, in my opinion, like wrestling has sucked for
1: a long time. The business side of it has been really interesting lately with the whole Vince McMahon getting kind of pushed out, and then now he's back. Yeah. And the, the business side of it's interesting to me, this, but I, in terms of the product itself, I haven't watched really any of it. Well,
2: I think the main the main thing is that. These young cats for all these years, like what made wrestling great in the late '80s and the and the '90s, and then The Rock brought it back in the 2000s was the promo. Yeah. And these young cats for like we've gone 20 years with dudes that don't know how to cut a promo and become a character. Mm-hmm. Is the uh, they're good wrestlers like as far as like what they can do in the ring they're athletic but. They don't know how to make a character believable and make a promo. Like, I remember when I was a kid and The Undertaker came out and I I was an Ultimate Warrior fan. And The Undertaker was this new phenom and he carried this casket and he beat The Warrior and put him in the casket and locked it and The Warrior couldn't get out. I cried for a fucking week (laughs) because I thought The Warrior died. See? Today it's kiss. yeah they did they they could you know and I bet even if I was like a sixteen year old instead of like an eight year old I still would have been like all right the warrior's not going to die but damn this guy's good like he's believable yeah none of those characters exist anymore no that's true I don't the, know if it's the writing or the acting I don't know where it is
1: the soap opera aspect that was big you know in the eighties and then again in the late nineties with the whole Raws War era and all that and everything. Boy, it just—it's it, oh, not the so shit as fucks up present. Too. Okay, so woke shit fucks it up because
2: what did they do when we were kids? You know, you had Hulk Hogan was the real American, the American hero. Yeah, you had uh, Sergeant Slaughter and the Iron Sheik that represented. Yeah, <laughs> no, Iron I remember Sheik.
1: that. Yep, and you—they say. By the way, the Iron Sheik is probably. The only reason that I can think of off the top of my head right now to get Twitter, if you don't follow the Iron Sheik on fucking Twitter, no, he's I mean, great. he's so fucking the funny. Best. He is so funny on Twitter. He,
2: he never stopped being the Sheik. He took the Sheik to a new level and became that level. Yeah. And he just says, fuck the most random. Things. <laughs> every day.
1: Yeah. Every day. Every day. So, yeah. okay.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I think we're in agreement. But however, we have to admit that without Hogan, we wouldn't have the Warrior or the Macho Man. Mm -hmm. That's true. Hogan's what really blew things up. Timing is everything. He worked it out.
1: He did. But that said, uh... which, if you take that into account, and you look at it, okay, being fair, which one would go at that point? Are you still sticking I with still,
2: Hogan? I'm still sticking with Hogan just because the Macho Man. You you picked my top two wrestlers of all time. You know, the <laughs> Warrior and Macho Man, so Hogan, fuck you I'm just saying,
1: if, if you're talking about wrestling history and wrestling impact, you can make a oh, solid. Nobody that no, nobody's
2: had a bigger impact than Hogan.
1: I would say, if you're talking that, then you have to maybe consider the fact that the Warrior is the one that needs to be cut. Because I would argue Shut that, I'm just saying, I would argue that Macho Man's impact was, was Hold on. greater,
2: too. Hold on. Here's where I'll tell you, you can't cut the Warrior. Okay. And for anybody listening, tell me I'm fucking wrong. The Ultimate Warrior predicted 9-11. <laughs>
1: Holy shit. <laughs> to the detail. I don't even know anything about this. This is news. And me. Hogan was involved. In
2: 9-11. It was before the WrestleMania. I can't remember which WrestleMania it was. You're it telling was me U- that
1: Hogan was involved in 9-11.
2: It was Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania for the belt. And, yeah. and, um, and the Ultimate Warrior cut a promo where he said, on the way to WrestleMania, he was going to break down the door, get in the cockpit steer the nose down. <laughs> Holy shit. Look it up. The Ultimate Warrior predicted 9-11 a long time before 9-11 ever fucking happened.
1: Well, I mean, he... He, he said he was going to use the plane as a weapon. He didn't necessarily say he was going to drive But it he to- broke it. Like, before
2: then, no one had ever talked about taking a plane hostage or doing that. The Ultimate Warrior... Like 10 years before 9 11, was like, this is how you would do it in the promo. This you is know, what I'm going to do.
1: I'll also say Tom Clancy wrote about it in one of his books. And Tom Clancy probably stole it from the Ultimate Warrior. Tom Clancy also probably may have gotten it from some freaking CIA report or some shit like that. Because I'm still convinced that guy had all sorts of inf- inside information when do you he was it. Do you
2: think the Ultimate Warrior was maybe.
1: Ooh. Now, there's an interesting theory. I, mean, cause you got a I have another with no CIA-related theory. Related theory that I'm going to talk to you about off the air. Before, you know, don't don't let me forget that.
2: It's not on the air.
1: No, this one, this one hits a little close to home for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this off the air.
2: What, is this? Some sort of conspiracy involving Kentucky cousin fuckers?
1: Yeah. That- oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so we're both in agreement that it's Hogan. So it's Hogan. Okay.
0: The One Must Go segment was brought to you by United Cigars. United we smoke.
1: Oh my God. Now, we're going to have to do uh, a video only segment one more time. Because I had those two villager drops in here. So it screwed up my uh, my button flow again. So this uh, we're going to go uh, video only for one more segment. We'll be back in just a second. Mm, we're all back together. Yes, we're all back together. And, uh, you know, I caught a little shit in the prisoners group because apparently, without even thinking, I always say, you know, let's uh, get this out of the way. And then I play the MMC ad. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to diminish Nick because, you know, oh. my, my monthly cigars, they do a great product. And, uh, you and know, not just a great product. You know, when you're doing this show
2: looking for co host Nick, hit it out, out of the park. Hit it out of the
1: park! Yeah, I mean, he gives me a lot of shit about it. And, uh, you know, he acts like he doesn't want to do it, but I think he really enjoys it. But, uh, yeah, you know, he uh, he does. He does a really good job. And uh, so, no, I just want to make sure that Nick uh, isn't isn't upset whenever I say we got to get this out of the way. Because it's not a matter of that. It's that, you know, I'm just mentally reminding myself. I don't have notes. I don't have notes. Like I'm not a no. Dave Garofalo. I don't have show notes here. I'm, this is all flying by the seat of the pants. I think that's what makes the show beautiful. Yeah, though. I got. I got. It's all memory. It's all. It's all keeping it going. So like when I, mean, I like
2: when you have like a 30 minute block of commercials, you can come up with some new shit to talk about. In
1: a second <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, but when you're just sitting there winging it, you got to come <laughs> up with shit off the top of your head. Hence, how we end up talking about fucking pro wrestling for you know 10 <laughs> minutes or whatever it was. So. Anyway, so uh, let's go ahead and hear some information about My Monthly Cigars. This would normally be the time that I give some information about My Monthly Cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and... Twenty percent off any items in the online store at mymonthlycigars.com. That's offer code Pulpit. Thanks. Hey. Thanks. Yeah, you got to tell her to hold on a second before she gets up. Yeah, I like. Second. Wait a minute. Uh, hey. Fuck, hey. fuck hey. your hey. finger all the hell. Oh, fine. Well, and speaking of of that, you know, uh, make sure you try the fucking good coffee available. The fucking good coffee is the shit, bro. Exactly, it is. It is. And you can get the uh, the Daily Press and the and the uh, the Lounge Plan there. Daily Press is the cigar pulpit coffee. Fucking a right, fucking a. So um, I don't think I, I didn't actually mentioned my it. Shave fucking hands for this, you know. You what? I didn't shave my hands for this, you know. <laughs> you didn't or you did? Oh, I did. Look at that. Thing. I was gonna you say, you look like you're wearing a right fucking there? glove. Yeah, <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I my hands for this Nick, I shaved my hands for this fucking promo for you. <laughs> Why in the world did you shave your hands? I gotta shave my feet too, bro. Oh my god. You're the
2: fucking missing link. You don't want the hair to get caught in the socks and then it gets tangled. It's fucking bad, man.
1: Mm. Or you can and, just, and be, the- just be like me and just never wear socks. Like from the moment it gets warm enough to the moment it's too damn cold. You know, I'm in flip-flops you all wear the sock. time. I'm on flip-flops all the time, man. You and Jeff both, huh? I mean, you know, it's one of the beauties of being your own boss is you kind of get to set your own dress code. By that's and large, enough. by and large, by and large. I mean, there are some yeah. events where it's just not appropriate, but, you know, for the most part. Now,
2: now let's go back to Nick and his uh,
1: monthly coffee. I mean, I don't have hairy feet, though, so that's good.
2: Okay, here's the weird thing,
1: though. Yeah. I'm I'm a, what do they call them? Uh, troglodyte. I'm a fucking troglodyte. <laughs> I'm a fucking troglodyte, I'm a caveman. You got some Neanderthal DNA going on.
2: But here's the weird part, like, the, like, 20, you know, the the year 2000 jeans also got me. Uh I'm a total troglodyte on this side of my body. And then if you look at me from the back, my back and my ass, there's
1: no fucking hair. Hairless. That's good.
2: So I'm hairless on the back side, but on the front side, we got to do some shaving. (laughs)
1: All right. Well, I got this cream. It's called, like, nut cream or whatever. You just slather it on, wait like 10 minutes, take a washcloth, and it comes right off. No, no, no,
2: no. In college, I, I was really into Nair for a while.
1: It's different and, from Nair. Nair is rough shit, man. You don't want to fuck around dude, with Nair. the worst
2: thing, because you got to let Nair set for a few minutes. And that's men's Nair. If you buy the men's Nair, it's Nair on steroids. It's <laughs> way more potent. <laughs> And I got that men's nair. I fucking slathered myself with it. And there was nothing on that bottle that said, make sure your fucking areolas don't fucking make contact with this shit. <laughs> Bro, I went like two weeks with <laughs> fucking band-aids on my nipple.
1: Bloody nipples.
2: Bro, because like your shirts would rub. you're like, ah! Oh,
1: goodness, God. <laughs> I was Let's really see. into piercings. Back you know, a sports bra may have helped you out there. A bro, sports bra, bro, you know, yeah, a man, or a man man's ear. ear, yeah, no, that's true, that's true. Okay, um, try to think of, uh, by the way, for those of you who are wondering, um, my second cigar that I lit up, I lit up a street taco barbacoa. Oh, those are good, they are good,
2: they are good. That's Eric, Eric Espinosa, good one. No,
1: no, it's Rojas actually oh it's rojas. No, yeah that's, right. that's
2: noel rojas and right there do you know albert sesneros i do not okay albert used to go to st louis back in the day when he was involved with the polar brothers okay and i had not seen albert in fucking years and he was at uh i should have remembered this uh he was at the kentucky Hurf, um with Rojas and I was like what the fuck I didn't know you were with Rojas and uh, we started talking like dude Albert's the he's the fucking nicest fucking best dude that'll give you the most legit information the opposite of me um, <laughs> he's the best so and I know Albert travels so I'll reach out to him you gotta have him on the show he's another guy there's so many guys in this industry that have been a big part of so many things and people don't know their names mm-hmm. Albert one of those guys, man. He has been involved in so many big things. Nobody maybe knows his name, and he doesn't do podcasts like this crazy motherfucker here. But I'll talk to Albert. We we should get him on the show. He's such you an know? awesome dude. and He's with Rojas, and Rojas is doing some cool shit. They are, and they do they
1: do sizes that I like. And no, oh, I like that idea. And you know, maybe he could even have his own rookie card in the trading card set. He should in the rep section you know we'll have the different yeah. subsections we'll have the the manufacturers we'll have the reps you know maybe highlight some top retailers then we have the legends collection where we have all the guys that have passed away and everything yeah. like that you know and then you
2: have to have like insert sets that are really cool variations of cards yeah like i think reps should be like hot
1: numbers there you go we're all worried about numbers so hot, number, hot, hot numbers hot numbers Ooh, ooh, and you know how they do that bullshit where you get a a little clipping of a jersey and all that, you know, the jersey cards. We could do that with jackets. We do that with bands or the jackets. Jackets. Make the reps cut up their jackets. Oh fuck! You're not gonna. I just. You're not gonna. I gave away two jackets at an event in Indiana the other day. You're not cutting up your red jacket. I gave.
2: No, I don't even have the red jacket anymore because I gave it away. What the fuck? I don't have a red jacket
1: anymore, bro. Dude, that was like your trademark. I had a red jacket and a white jacket. I know, and you both. gave them both away? In the same event. What the fuck are you going to do now? I bought a black jacket. Yeah, It's not nearly as exciting. You think that. You
2: got to see the shirt that goes underneath. You stood
1: left. out so fucking much in that red and no, the no. White. no.
2: They, were, they were at the event. I debuted my new look at the Kentucky Hurf. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in, they were calling me Porter Wagner and fucking Freddie Fender. Oh, Jesus the black rose jacket, as wild as that jacket was, actually toned down the fucking undershirt. So Okay. All right. I then. just evolved, bro. I just evolved. But yeah, I gave away two jackets at an event. So that's what we could do for the relics is get them to cut up their fucking jackets. Here and if go. they're like, oh, I would never do that, they're like Trey Mac cut up
1: two jackets. Okay. <laughs> we get Corey to cut up his hat. Yes. 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 Corey should cut up his hat. Corey can cut up his hat. I mean, this, we can make something out of this. Or anything close to his
2: loins, because he produces babies everywhere.
1: <laughs> <out of> <laughs> I got a story about that, too. Remind me off air to tell you that. All right. Um, anyway, well, speaking of that, we are available on the socials at The Cigar Pulpit. Uh, as well as Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. That's his page. We have the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners group on Facebook. You guys are going to want to get in on that. There's all kinds of fun stuff in there. And then there's also the group chat that, you know, we've got maybe, I don't know, 10 people participating in. How do you promote that group chat, by the way? You You know, be selective. I don't. I don't really know, to be honest. I I started it, and people just kind you set of set it up,
2: and you don't even know.
1: No, I, Facebook was like, "Do you want to do this?" And I was like, "Sure." And then like, I don't even know how to do it. So, that 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 one's ignorant to me. I'll admit. Uh, Twitter, where I don't really do much now, but I am still keeping an eye out because there are some features on there that I want to play around with. And I do think that if Facebook and YouTube and Instagram decide that they finally want to get rid of the cigar people once and for all, I do think Twitter might be our last refuge of the damned. So I'm keeping my my eyes on Twitter. Um, And then we're on YouTube where you can watch this. Um, And then we do need questions for Ask the Boys, which will be the last episode of the month. Get your calls in. Area code 863-874-0000. And where are people finding you? In? You can call in. Can I call in? Yeah. I might. Hell, I might, hell, I might need you to be the other boy, quite frankly. <laughs> what and, if I was the other boy
2: and then I had to listen to one of my
1: call-ins? My God. Geez. That would be kind of just be like, wow, what the fuck kind of listeners do you have? <laughs> That's
2: neat. So the best way to hit me up and follow all sorts of weird shit, T Mac Aladino Cigars on Instagram. Um, I will also say this: I I'm a I'm a I'm lazy too. I'm like Gator. I'm lazy.
1: Okay.
2: And um, I set up 500 pictures earlier this year of cool shit I've done in places people don't get to do cool shit. You know. And I said this is my Instagram folder I haven't used it fucking once <laughs> well you got a lot of And my whole today. thing was i have got 500 photos of me doing cool shit once a day for like two years i can fucking just i don't even have to do anything yeah and then my lazy ass hasn't fucking done it at all well okay mm. that said a couple things to remember from this show yes you and I are—we're probably dicks. Jonathan, also a dick. The takeaways. Yeah, those are the takeaways. Uh, Jonathan, no, you bypassed me, but even though you're a dick, I really love you. You're one of my favorite people. We should talk, maybe. Maybe I won't ignore you. You don't ignore me. That could be me just being a bitch right now. I don't know. <laughs> um, that said, remember a couple other things. Uh, you smoked. Um, you smoked the punch.
1: Smoked the punch. Uh, spring roll. Spring roll. From the May My Monthly Spring Cigars roll. box. Now, that's a good cigar, but also remember that Aladito
2: and Justo blended the Punch Golden Era. Mm-hmm. Great cigar just came out. Go get that shit. Also, remember, Fuerte y Libre. Fuerte y Libre. <laughs> Done Country. They're hard to find, but when you find them, buy them. It's a Connecticut like you've never experienced before. Guarantee it. All right, uh, Another good one, and they've got a, all other cool shit, but for me to be in love with your Connecticut, number one is fucking weird, but here we are. That's the way it is. Um, so remember that. Remember the Aladino Reserva. Two shows, back to back. It's fucking special. The number four, the Corona. Going away, folks. Going away for a little while. Yep. Well, If you find them, I would stash them. Buy Riverman them and stash- Cigar Company. There you go. Yep. That's our man, Dan the Pond. Dan the Man Ponder. Dan That's man our ponder. man, Dan the Man Ponder. He's got some. Not many people do have them. He does reach out. He's also got the Candela, right? He does. So you can get, get you your hands candy on candy. both. Because I only know of about six other boxes of Candela in existence outside of Dan. So
1: there you go. I would say call Dan. There you go. Give Dan what a call. You can get fuck it. Hulk Hogan. Oh, I'm sorry, fuck what? No, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Oh, fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, well, Trey, I want to thank you for taking time out on a Sunday to sit and talk with me. Uh, you know, I know you had other things going on with your car and whatnot. I
2: spoke to the Lord beforehand, and we made this work. Well,
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. I know, like I said, I know you got things going on with your car and other things like that, so, you know, I appreciate it. Well, we didn't get into that. I mean, we got time. Oh, you want to get into that? Why not? Why not? We'll end end on a Trey Mac high note here. Listen, anybody that works
2: for AAA or AAA, (laughs) let's have a fucking conversation here, folks. (laughs) Because I have been stranded. I travel the world. Well, not the world. Uh, Yeah, kind of. I'm intercontinental. You could call me the Intercontinental Champion of Cigars. Okay. That's fine. The Ultimate Warrior, also Intercontinental Champion at one point in time. I travel all over constantly, which is why I have AAA and pay good money for it because I know I'm going to use it. And I love you guys. I was once stranded in a blizzard in the middle of bumfuck Ohio with a dead engine that was blown. Thanks, Ford, you fucking assholes. <laughs> I had to sue Ford to make things right, but AAA, they got me all the way to the dealership in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, and they hooked me up eventually. It took time, but thank you, AAA. You're great. However, (laughs) however, (laughs) I pay for a large package of service. One of those is a free battery. Okay. Every year. And one of my cars has a dead battery right now. No, 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 no. Jumping it does not work. This battery is dead. I got to I gotta have a new battery. And I pay a lot of money for these memberships into AAA. And one of those benefits is having one battery per year delivered. Yeah. Yesterday, my car with a dead battery. Call them up. And they say, uh We can send somebody to jumpstart your car, but battery service is not part of the deal in the county that you're currently in. Now, what if I was in a blizzard again in Bumfuck, Ohio? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't my engine that blew, but my battery. Mm -hmm. They fucked me in the ass. I
1: mean, it sounds like it.
2: Sounds like they might. Thank God for the engine. They did whatever, but it could have been a bad. In the wintertime, it's more likely to be their battery than the engine. Uh-huh. So here I am, battery dead. AAA comes out, and the guy was cool. The guy that was, you know, subcontractor. Totally cool dude. Was like, well, I can jump it, but can't give you a battery because this county's not covered. And I'm like, that's stupid. Chums me, we have a good time chatting, and I'm like, as soon as I turn this car off, it's not coming back. And he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> and so here's my option, because the other thing AAA does is they also allow you to uh, you get a certain amount of free toes per year. Okay. So I'm gonna call, I didn't call him today because it was a Sunday, and I know the guys on the road today they, they don't want to be bothered, so we'll do it on a Monday. But uh, here's where they're leaving. And this is me being considerate to AAA. I could have been a dick today, but instead I'll be a dick tomorrow. Okay. They're going to have to come to my place and tow my car 7 miles north to the AAA business. Okay. Right, where? Right there their office. They give you free batteries at that office. <laughs> now, so my option is I could drive seven miles north and get the battery and install it myself. But no, 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 no. You fucking assholes. That's not how that works. No, 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 no. Because I'm a pompous, arrogant prick. I'm going to make you tow my car seven miles, drop it off, and make them put the free battery in the car. I'm like,
0: Man.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is how this works. Like, we could have done this the easy way. You could have just brought a battery seven miles. No, no. Okay. This is how we're doing it. Okay, well, that's my beat. I love AAA, but that's fucked up.
1: All right. Well, I want an update as to how that goes, and uh, pictures. I'll send you pictures of it. You sorry. know, and and uh, in addition to the update on that, uh, that the fact that I was going to ask you for an update on that has got me thinking. At some point, I really need to dig back over all the episodes that you've been on and find all of the different stories that you've hinted at and you've said, oh, I'll tell you that one the next time I'm on, and then we fucking forget. And then we'll have the best of Trey Mac episode where basically we'll have you on, I'll have a list, and you be, and I'll just be like, okay, tell me about this. And we just go story by story down the list. There are definitely things
2: I will never say on the <laughs>
1: Well, there's I mean, things. <laughs> there's things that you've alluded to or talked about like and said. I'll talk about that next time, and then next time we just fucking forget. Because, again, no show notes. We're not organized.
2: I told you the monkey story. You did yeah. tell me
1: the monkey story. <laughs> you think a monkey defiled that? You think maybe a monkey, like, you know, dry humped it at oh, one point? Dude,
2: here's the part of the monkey story I didn't tell oh, you. Oh, dear early. God. If I really put it by the camera and we zoomed in on it. Mm-hmm. When when the uh, zoo was first told that that monkey did not represent species in that exhibit, uh huh, they took the monkey down and they, uh, they put fur on the motherfucker. Oh, dear
1: God.
2: <laughs> so that was the other thing. When I got the monkey, I had to take off all the glued fur. That, that was stunk
1: like work. shit and everything else. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: And and some of it is still like you get if I put it close, you can still I didn't get it all off I yeah didn't give it an- <laughs> um but yeah they the the zoo then tried to appease these fucking people and they
1: still wrote in it's not a fucking crack monkey <laughs> oh my god people are ridiculous man I love it I love it so much love but it so much.
2: That's- uh, well, so much weird shit. We can we could do a ev- we could do a show eventually down the road where you know maybe we talk about things we haven't we've alluded to but not talked about. I mean, there's plenty
1: of it. So anyway, well, seriously, Trey, thank you so much for taking time out, dude. Yeah, I, I love you guys. I love the
2: show. I love the Cigar Authority too. Even when they just bypass my ass, that's true. And uh, to make them jealous, I'm gonna. F- smell like fucking Lance Bass
1: from 1998. (laughs) You just diminished the value of that by like six spritzes. fine.
2: Lance Bass (laughs) got pussy like a motherfucker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Trey Mac. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. Green will always rise in the top, fellas. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: I'm going to start taking cream to every cigar shop I go into. Just
1: a little little pot of it, yeah. yeah. I like it. Get the little creamer things and, like, flip them on the counters and stuff. Yeah. I do that when I'm like at it. Everywhere
2: I go, I'm just going to, like, drop a little, and they'll be like, what the fuck? Why does he keep dropping creamers? I'm mean, If they ask me, I'm like, "Cream risers to the top."
1: <laughs> All right, but guys. I won't say anything until they ask me about it. And then I'll be like, yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta just make it your little. It could be your trading card, or, or uh, calling card, tra- calling card. I'd rather have a trading card than I can just be like. See, I'm telling you, the trading card thing—it's gold. Yeah, but you need to do it with a legit company. Oh yeah. It can be done. It can be
2: done. We could have like influencers, legends, reps. Of course, the rep Good. cards are the worthless ones. But
1: <laughs> they're yeah. the commons that everybody has. Like, mm, yeah, I got them dirty getting this rep. Oh, fuck! But. I got eight goddamn Treemax. I can't. I can't even <laughs> can trade them away. <laughs> it's like <laughs> kids are putting those in their bicycle spokes and shit. You know. Oh my god! <laughs> All
2: right. I don't know how much of this shit you cut off or how much you. Keep I haven't rolling. cut off anything yet. Okay, but uh, just speaking of wrestling and cigars and bullshit, so oh, I run boy. like I run like sixteen at this point, sixteen different uh, fantasy football leagues. Oh my god! Different cigar shops. It's a fun way to like talk shit and get to know your customers, right? Yeah, yeah. This year, I took it to a new level. They don't know what's coming yet. Maybe some of them listen. Maybe they'll figure it out. But I combined the WWE with football and cigars. And uh, let's put it this way. I've made a bunch of characters. It's taken a lot of time on the WWE profile online for the game. Okay, WWE game. So... When we try to figure out who's drafting first, we just do a Royal rumble and you have to watch your character fight everybody else. And that's how we do it.
1: Nice. I like it. I like it. You know, and now that you say that the Cigar Authority could have done that instead of that bullshit that they did like two weeks ago or whatever, where they had their like cigar Royal rumble. I've got the real Royal rumble. All I'm saying is I've done some stinker shows but that one, that one was pretty rough. What are you talking about? <laughs> have I ever shown you my stickers that I had done? Your stickers? Yeah. You are talking about stickers? Yeah, I've got my broke-ass host sticker inside. Do you really? Oh yeah. That was a limited edition you're gonna, thing. You're gonna right edit. There. You're gonna edit this, right? No, no, this is all there. Are we? Are we still going on this? I have a sticker. Okay. That, I had made,
2: that maybe I shouldn't show
1: <laughs> it keeps going by awful quick. Okay. Oh, oh I recognize that picture. <laughs> You see what it said underneath? Uh, I saw the logo, and that, and between that and the uh, picture, I at least know who. Yeah, it I'll is. will to hide.
2: I'll try to hide some of it. <laughs> I at least try it. At least know who it is. <laughs> Check out what it says
1: underneath. Oh dear God! <laughs> Ideas worth spreading. <laughs> <laughs> All over the street in front of the mailbox. Um, hey, man, I'm in oh, Kentucky. Oh, my God. All right. Well, on that note, I think it's time to go ahead and close this out. Later, guys.